Um, Let's talk about living life 15 minutes at a time on a podcast. 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Marvelling Marvel, and because um, I'll have put that in the intro, Terry got there before <laughs> I did, the podcast that uh, lives its life quarter of a mile at a time. Um, so tonight we are ranking all of the Fast and Furious films, including Hobbs and Shaw, uh, in the giant Too Much Time on Hands computer. We've calculated it all and we're going to be ranking nine to one the compiled list of all of our choices for uh, the Fast and Furious films. To do this, we have a FBI uh, agent that is probably a little bit sneaky and probably doing something that not letting anyone know. Terry, Terry, how are you doing? Hello. Hello. Uh, that, that's taken me by surprise. <laughs> we have an overly confident uh, race racer that thinks he's going to beat Dom in the race. Steve, Steve, how's it going? Oh, even better off that intro, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say racist because of the choke. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and we have a villain that will no doubt turn out to end, end up being a good guy. Me. Hello. Um, right. Fast and Furious. Highbrow mm. stuff we're talking about this time round. Uh, I'm gonna not going to lie. Th- there are several films that m- m- blend into one of the, of this franchise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a difficult thing because I rewatched yeah. them all a few weeks ago because we mm. talked about doing this in the hiatus of the Marvel things. Mm. So I'd watch them all and I sat, up, sat down this morning, right, I'll do my ranking. Which one was which? And I literally had to go through IMDb. <laughs> yes. And then I sort of made myself a little crib sheet and literally it's got like one point break. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eight, Charlie's Theron. <laughs> <laughs> Just like literally that little sort of taglines of what happened in that film so that I could put them in the order. I have to do it by the, the, by the villain. That, that, that's how I've worked it out. So, yeah, eight is Charlie's Theron, seven is Jason Statham, six is Luke Evans, and five is The Rock slash Banks. Four is is um, the um, the drug running. Three is Tokyo Drift, it's in the name. Two is James <laughs> Bond, and one is The Fast and Furious. The Fast and the Furious. So, yeah. That's how, that's how I've got it in my head now, and I've, I've, I've managed to like, compile this. <clears throat> I will still probably get confused with a variety of things that happen in each of the films, but we'll we'll go through it. Are we ready to go? Yeah. Yeah, let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it then. Right. Number nine then, to kick things off. Here we go. As I was overly confident there. So I've got a list of the uh, the listeners and I've got a list of us three plus Russ from Too Much Time in a Hands group that voted. So, So I've included him on this. Number nine, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift comes in at number nine. How do we feel about Tokyo Drift? I don't think it was anyone's least favourite. I think it just was the consistent, it's always in this bottom section. So so it was, as a result, was the, was the least favourite in general. Whoever gave it one got... Gave it nine yeah, points. Yeah, I should, I should probably at one point. explain. Yeah, so um, if if the ninth, if we ranked at the ninth, it gets nine points. So um, to put it into perspective, Tokyo Drift from all four of us was was put at number eight. <laughs> so as a result, 
it's the worst film because some people had different films at number nine basically there, there were two there was split between two films at number nine between who who put them there originally i don't know whether that makes any sense but we'll go with it so as a result just consensus being generally one of the worst ones and we all voted for it in the same position tokyo drift is at number eight so i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think yeah so to steve i think like one to four for me mm. my one to four sorry not the one to four yeah are like clear and here and then the rest you could just throw a dart at it yeah so uh tokyo drift is the story of a 40 year old uh, school student <laughs> that, uh, that ends up in tokyo everyone's favorite teenager yeah <laughs> yeah uh, his name's Sean Boswell in this. Uh, it's Lucas Black he's played by, isn't it? And it's directed yeah. by Justin Lin as well. So um, this is where we meet Han. It's the first time we meet Han in this film, I believe. Yeah, yeah although it's actually his last film. Yeah. Apart from it, the new one. It's set after... This one's set after seven, isn't it? Six. Is it six? After six. It's after six, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because then, it, yeah, then it's, it, it's six ends Luke with... It's after Shaw. Yeah, because six ends with Statham shooting hand doesn't it yeah or not as blowing him up yeah yeah Mm. yeah pretty convincingly he must definitely be dead there's no way he could have got out of that is what i'm gonna say he's upside down (laughs) in a mercedes as it explodes yeah yeah no way he could possibly escape for that to be in another fast and furious film except that he is in the latest one (laughs) so um obviously something happened there um uh I, i don't i don't hate it it just feels like uh, like a side story, almost this one. Like a, this is going on whilst there's other stuff going on in the Fast and Furious world, and and he, in the same way, Hobson Shaw does that as well. Mm. Uh, I get the impression with <clears throat> this one, it was potentially they were trying to start like a, a universe, weren't they? So they mm. not necessarily, but like they'd have a Tokyo Drift, they'd have a I don't know South African Shuffle, um, <laughs> and like, <laughs> but they'd have different people all over the world, and it would just become. It's a car franchise mm. rather than it's a <laughs> Dom and the Boys one. <laughs> so, so I think that this is this is where they began to realise that there is only so much you can do with the cars, as well. So, like we've we've drifted a bit, we've done a bit of drag racing, <clears throat> we've done some highway chases. There's not really we can't keep centering it around the cars pretty much although four does a fair amount of centering around the cars as well for that matter but i I think this is where it starts to be like yeah okay we're going to try and as you say branch out Uh, vin diesel's kind of backed out a bit at this point as well although he appears at the end of this one doesn't he Um, i've got a little note on that so Yeah. yeah so he didn't come back for two he came back for this one but it was because after test screenings, Universal mm. weren't happy with what they were getting. So they literally wanted him to come in to be sort of like, don't forget there's other films. Yeah. And he agreed, bearing in mind that Vin Diesel was like, this is my franchise. I love this franchise. Yeah. It's my family. Blah, blah, blah. He only came back if they gave him the rights to Riddick. Mm. Yeah. So they he, gave yeah. him Riddick and he walked away mm. with Riddick to do what he wanted with it. He Because he, he like left for two, didn't he? Like he was just wasn't interested. Like, so Paul Walker obviously is in two and he's not... So as you say, as, as much as he makes it his franchise since it became popular after four or four and four and after, uh, it's easy to forget that he'd kind of thought that this wasn't going to go anywhere like a long time ago. Instead, going for a variety of other franchises that then proceeded to not go anywhere. So yeah, poor Vin. Yeah, so much he... like he can't act. Yeah, 
<laughs> oh he can't act. Shit. He cannot <laughs> act. Fucking hell. He's like, dreadful. <clears throat> not only can he not act, he seems to rub everyone up the wrong way as well. Mm. Um, and uh, he's, uh, look, I think he looks in the mirror, and when he looks in the mirror, he sees him, his head, on uh, the rock's body. Like, I genuinely think that he's like, okay, well, we'll get the rock in, someone that's built similarly to me. Um, Vin? <laughs> I think it's quite the case. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely a bit deluded, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Th- this probably won't be the last time we slag off Vin Diesel by the end of this. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, so this, uh, we, we haven't even mentioned Tokyo Drift. It's obviously about drifting. <laughs> it involves the y- Yakuza in this one as well. I say it's where we meet Han, even though this one's set after six um or yeah during six almost isn't it really um it's Mm. got a different lead they tried bringing lucas black in to be a cool lead um man who played high school student i think when was 2006 10 years prior where he looked old in um friday night lights um (laughs) and and he's now a high school student in this little bow wow's in it with a hulk car that's the one thing that sticks out i always forget about that yeah (laughs) Um, and it's got some. I think drifting. it's got interesting visuals because of like yeah. the whole Tokyo, and it's all built up all the neon. And I do like the bit where he's taking the, like the car for a spin, and they drive past a cop car, and he like shits himself, and hands just like they won't catch us, they won't bother. Yeah, but like, they know if we're doing more than 120, they can't catch us, so they won't even chase us. And he's just like, I think I might like living here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it wasn't for my bad back. <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it you kids are up to yeah. these days and the best thing is right so he's in the latest film he's going to he's in fast nine as well mm. where it's meant to be set like three years after the events of like tokyo drift he full-on looks 50 now like he just, <laughs> there's no there's no hiding it it's been a rough few years for him um is it that steve bashimi thing hello fellow students <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so steve bashimi looks younger um so <clears throat> yeah it's it's um i i think it's just forgettable is the, is the issue with this like it, it's there's no you, you think of the leads lucas black's never going to be like a lead in one of these films i don't think he's charismatic enough and and the best thing to come out of it was that han was in this and and people for kind of fell in love with him yeah, for, you know, even though he died, but but he died, and then they obviously realised they're onto a winner, and went, oh, well, <laughs> well, this is set after these ones. It was, obviously, it was the beginning, wasn't it? The beginning yeah. of he might be dead, but fuck it, <laughs> <laughs> they just don't we'll give do what a we shit want. anymore. Hey, um, Dom, have you got a brother that you're not mentioned in a while? Yeah, John Cena. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a joke. Isn't it? <laughs> but once again, there's another example of like you talk about nothing but family, but yet nine films in, here is a new member of the family. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, here's here's John Cena, who who Vin Diesel obviously went. We need someone that's built like me. <laughs> Get John Cena in, the guy whose neck is as wide as my head. Like, he just... <laughs> <sighs> anyway, yeah. Tokyo no, I think Drift. I agree with you there, Dan. I think it is just it lacks. It doesn't have the not that it, the other films are full of one-liners, but it doesn't <laughs> have the. Like other than Han, yeah, you forget who's in it. There's no yeah. real discernible bad guy. It's just it's a decent driver film. I feel like this is probably more for one who are really into their cars and yeah. stuff. The way they talk about how they do it, yeah, like they they really leaned into the cars in this one. Like yeah. mm. the, the first one they did as well. 
second one less so but this one they kind of went back to i think people they, they must have thought that people watching these films because they like the cars which is partially the case but it's not like as the films have gone on this latest one's got a car that is a, just a jet engine with wheels i've noticed in the according in the trailer it is ridiculous like a 60 second where he goes you want you wanted a, a, a 10 second car here's a two second car and it's like <laughs> someone's gonna die <laughs> yeah you'll leave your guts just about over there <laughs> so yeah anyway Tokyo Drift number nine number eight. Oh, and um uh, the combined list with the listeners Tokyo Drift is still number nine uh number eight this is close uh there was a total of one point in between eight and seven uh number eight is too fast too furious which was my least favorite i'll be honest it wins in naming though <laughs> the great name title. is great yeah it's just when I, for me they tried to make a james bond film with this they, they they looked at brian and went we can turn him into like a james bond like character and i just don't think it quite hits the mark but and and also yeah although we're introduced to roman in this who's one of the best characters throughout the actual <laughs> franchise who yeah. is brilliant what do you guys think though you 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 both had it higher it was me and russ that brought this one down i think mine was a seven i think yeah um yeah i think too for me too fast and furious when those sort of films where i think it was good at the time yeah i think when it i remember going i think I think I went and saw it at the cinema. I remember seeing it when it relatively came out. Mm. And I thought, oh, this is actually quite good. You know, it's I like the first one. This one's, yeah, this one's all right. But then actually when you get older, you start to appreciate films a bit more. You realise actually it's okay at best. Mm. Um, I did I did put two two below this, actually, to be fair. But yeah. um, I, mean, I, did, I did watch it when I was doing the, the build-up. And again, I didn't think it was as good as, as I remember. Because mm. last time I watched I wasn't a massive fan either. I think it was on those... It was good at the time, but it hasn't really aged well compared to... If you look at where Too Fast and Furious and then you compare it to Fast and Furious 7 or 8, there's a massive difference in story, production. Yeah. How, all of a sudden all, now how all of a sudden they're these massive, big international, you know, whatever you want to call them. But yeah, I think at the time it was good, but I don't think it's aged very well. I think that's the problem with it, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it's kind of like a proto modern Fast and Furious film, weirdly, because it has the whole, like, this isn't about cars, this is about them taking down a drug lord. Mm. So, like, in in slightly moral ways, and to, even to the point where he brings in his childhood friend who was also a criminal, which is just like this running theme throughout the whole thing. <laughs> um, and it just feels like, yeah, as you say, it just feels like a version of, like, six, seven eight five maybe as well that just didn't age as well as the other ones did yeah hmm. not this yeah, bad so i had it a bit higher yeah. i had it at five yeah but as i've said before like five to nine could be in any order but yeah i like the double act of roman and brian in this i think that pushed True. up james remar's in it as well i like mm. james remar um eva longor no not even Longoria, even Mendes, who's strangely yeah, uh-huh. well, she came back for like a millisecond, didn't she, in a post-credits? <laughs> yeah, um, but she she yeah, she just... saw her exit and ran. 
basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Forgive me, yeah. how much for how long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or she maybe she had a two picture deal with Too Fast, Too Furious, and that just knocked it on the head. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree with Stevie Tyler. I don't think it's age well in terms of effects and mm. in terms of like storyline and stuff. It is very sort of highbrow and, and it's just the i mean it's a sort of thing throughout the series of like is brian a cop is he not a mm. cop one minute he is then he isn't he's undercover no he's not he's letting people go he's still because at the end of this don't him and roman steal money yeah they, yeah they they stole money from the drug the drug lord the drug cartel and used it to open yeah. a garage <laughs> so like at this point he's fully on the run because once again like most fast and furious films there's a handler with questionable morals mm. Like, you you can't if there is someone that you're meant to they're meant to trust in terms of like their boss, you can guarantee he's not trustworthy. Like that becomes um, uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell later. Yeah, well, they lean into it with Kurt Russell, though, <laughs> don't they? Because they say just like he's clearly not trustable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they take the piss almost to a certain extent. Like they 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 yeah. He's the guy that can get anything done, but you just can't trust what he actually wants to do himself. So yeah. Obviously, we haven't mentioned we get introduced to Tej in this film as well. We do, yeah. Another, another stage yeah, of the franchise with his yeah. vehicular mayhem. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for me, this this kind of felt like okay, Fast and Furious is a hit. This comes close to being the right. Well, we need a like a straight to video sequel. We might not be able to get the main star of it back, but just get something out, basically. I have a little Vin Diesel's fact for this one as well. Okay, go for um, it. So he was offered $25 million to come back for Too Fast, Too Furious, mm. and he turned it down. Quote, Universal didn't take a Francis Ford Coppola approach. <laughs> they approached it like they did it with sequels in the 80s and 90s, where they would drum up a new story, unrelated for the most part, and slap a name on it, which isn't wrong by any yeah. means, but... You feel like Vin Diesel now would fucking snap your arm off for twelve and a half million, let alone twenty-five million. Aren't most Fast and Furious films just film treatments that they found that they can then make work with Fast and <laughs> Furious franchise anyway? I don't think they are. One of them notably is, yeah, which we'll get to later. But I think for the most part, maybe they're borrowing bits and pieces. Mm. But I don't think it is wholesale. Like it's a whole new thing. But yeah, but you I can... don't think it's quite as bad as because it is too Fast and Furious because. The things to pull from the Fast and the Furious, Cars, mm. Dom, or Brian. I don't think at that point you could have had both of them. I don't think it would have worked if mm. you had both of them in this film, unless they'd gone off on the run together in some sort of romance. Yeah, because it actually really works in favour of of one of the later films when they kind of get back together. You know, so yeah. Mm. Uh, okay, so yeah, Too Fast, Too Furious, number eight. Uh, number eight for the combined with the listener list is uh fast and furious which is fast four mm. so yeah which is our number seven uh you guys had that really low yeah i think it was my it's least favorite yeah it was my bottom as well yeah yeah <clears throat> i think for me i'm slightly tainted by the fact that i've got happy memories of going to see it at the cinema Someone so, got wanked off in the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I went on my own. I went on my own, and, and yeah, I did. Um, but <laughs> it's, um, um, it's, it's. Um, I, I remember being pleasantly surprised by this, by the oh, they're back together. This is nice, like kind of thing. Did you whoop in the cinema? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> kinda. Mm. Um, it, it felt like it was it was the the franchise going back on getting back on track, and I think that's incredibly difficult to do. It is is when you've kind of deviated with too fast, too furious, and then uh, Tokyo Drift. You're one bad film away from making an Uwe Boll kind of film, aren't you? Basically, <laughs> so like to to then get it back on track <clears throat> to you've managed to get all the main actors back into it i think uh was was not bad i would imagine they threw a ton of money at all of them though to do it yeah. oh they must have done yeah and i i like the sequence where they're driving through the tunnel across the borders as well that's quite one of the i don't like i think it looks really, oh, really i think it's a good idea but i think yeah. it looks so poor watching it now yeah, it really looks like you're playing like Gran Turismo or something on the PlayStation. Yeah, and I think that's probably what they were aiming to do as well. But yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, I just didn't like this because this is the one where Letty dies, right? Yeah, yeah. And Vin's back because he wants to get vengeance. And I just think, and this is gonna sound stupid because we're talking about Fast and the Furious film. <laughs> he just makes stupid decisions. <laughs> like there's the bit where they've got there. And he blows his car up really early. Yeah. And it's like, you could have like, done something and you've just decided to like, blow your wad really early on in this bit. And it yeah. just, it didn't make sense what he was doing. I didn't like the fact that, yeah, they just killed off Letty like that. And the whole reveal that Braga is the, is actually the guy. Because mm. they bring like that other guy, don't they? And they're like, this isn't him. It's like, it was blatantly the other guy all along. <laughs> um, and again, as I say, Brian is now a cop. Yeah, again, he's back. He, he's somehow back as a cop, and we see him like running around in his suit at the beginning, don't we? And then he's like, "Yeah, I need to bring in. A, I need to bring someone in. Get me Dom Toretto." Like any boss is going to go. Of course, yeah. The no, guy you know, let go you know, you're Toretto. still on a warning, Brian. Like we took a big <laughs> risk bringing you back after you stole all that drug money. Um, so like, <laughs> I don't think we'll do this, but of course, the FBI are the bad guys in this again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we took a chance on you, Brian, and you've kind of gone off the rails again. <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't, they, I... they backtrack on their deal for Dom, don't they, yeah. the bastards? Mm. <laughs> Running theme, though, isn't it? As once again, handlers yeah. that, that you can't trust throughout the whole thing. What, what about you, Steve? Anything else to, to kick it while it's down? Do you know what's really quite funny? It's quite contradictory, so I apologise in advance, is... What I didn't like about this film when I first saw it was what made 1-2 and Tokyo Drift actually relatable was the fact that it was kind of, everything wasn't so far-fetched. Mm. I think, you know, the first one, I mean, they're all far-fetched to a certain point. I think they get more far-fetched as the films go on, but they become, it, 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 it's good because it makes the story, but it was the, the scene, uh, the bit with the tankers on fire and Dom sitting there revving up. Mm. And he got Letty in the car, and he obviously went through. And well, I remember when I first saw, I thought, oh, "This ain't a Fast and Furious film. Fuck off!" And like you know, they, they street racers wouldn't do that. And then I think for me, when I first watched, it, I remember being like, "It was too, it was too outlandish. It was too over the top for me." <laughs> Which is kind of as the films go on, it gets even worse. You like them, but, um, but that was kind of the, the realism of being chased by a submarine across <laughs> frozen lake. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? So it does contradict this point a little bit. I think that's probably the reason why when I first watched it, I just and again I watched it the other day. And I think mm. out of all of the films, you know how you guys know how much I've actually slagged off Toko Drift over yes. the last. So I actually liked it a bit actually when I watched it again for the first yeah. time in God knows how long. Um, I just thought this one had the weakest story as well. I just didn't. Mm. It just wasn't for me. It just wasn't 
It was the worst one. That's why mm. I put it in my number nine. But fair play. Yeah. I'd, yeah. No, I think Steve, with what you're saying there, it's in like the sort of what we'll call the skyscraper zone, where <laughs> it's not. It's trying to take itself seriously yeah. and has an outlandish plot. Whereas, yeah. like Fast Seven, Fast Eight, they know what they're doing now, and it's just like just fucking yeah. don't think about it. Don't think about gravity. Don't think about this. We're just <laughs> going to have a, a rollicking time. Whereas the fourth one, they were still trying to keep it just about family and. They are criminals, but they're going to do this because drugs are worse than stealing things or whatever. Yeah. They, they're, they're now kind of in on the joke. Like, from five onwards, they're kind of in on the joke. And it's not yeah. and it's not embarrassing that they are in on the joke. It, it actually makes you mean that... Apart from Vin, he still thinks he's making he's, he's still making things. He's still making incredibly <laughs> worthy films, yeah. Whereas everyone else is kind of in on it. And, and like, to the point where they'll just talk about, guys, there's a tank. That's weird, isn't it? Like, and they, and you kind of along for the ride with them. It's, it's, yeah. I, 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 this is the last one that took itself really seriously. I think, mm. as you say, apart yeah. from Vin Diesel, but yeah, <clears throat> he's, he, he's not good. Like, you look at the other franchises. Like, when we did Keanu last last week, Keanu attaches himself to what could be a franchise and there's a couple of things that that didn't quite work out like Constantine for example which was all of our favorites well I think most of our favorites is in in the top two or three at least um <clears throat> Vin Diesel has consistently missed with every franchise that he's decided to be part of except for this one yep. so he it's a so to the point where um the franchises that he was involved in didn't work and then he had to come back and pretend that he loves the, the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, it's a shame, though, because I quite like the Riddick films. I think they're, think I like they're the all Riddick right. films. I thought that Bloodshot mm. wasn't awful. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was all right. Like, yeah. Last Witch Hunter was awful. That's shite. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that is unmitigated that's shite. Um, but, um, yeah, like the, the, the Riddick films are kind of in that sweet spot of the of sci-fi, kind of like in like dystopian too future for sci-fi mm. i like so yeah riddick's a great character yeah yeah and it's mostly because you're focusing on everyone around him like riddick's just there he's to move the, the story that he's the anti-hero that doesn't be although he does heroic things mm. it's always in service of something it's in service of himself ultimately he's not trying to doesn't change his mind and want to save other people yeah it's just you can come if you can keep up you can keep up it's like mad oh, max sorry. mad max films are yeah. never really about mad max they're around about like everyone around him and that's that's kind of what um what i think the chronicles of riddick films are they're about this world and the world is is quite an interesting watch most of the time so i agree uh so next up then oh and for everyone else their number seven was too fast too furious so they just switched the two basically our number six is fast and furious seven as I remind mm. myself which one that was. Uh, so this That's is... That's what I had it as, number yep. six. Uh, I had Fast and Furious 7 at my number four. Yeah, same one was number four as well. Because... This is... Statham. Um, Stath, isn't it? Statham, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, that's the draw for me. Well, as soon as I turned, yeah. found out <clears throat> Statham was going to be in a Fast and Furious film, I was just like, this is, this is about as perfect as it gets, really. Um, until we talk he was about ideal it. casting yeah future ideas yeah he was ideal casting that was inevitably going to turn out to be a good guy in the end 
like yeah. they it's throughout this film he kills han and yet throughout his introduction yeah. is him walking out of a burning hospital <laughs> yeah which he has set on fire and he literally just like throws a grenade at someone and walks off yeah he's not a nice person no no he's yeah and he, he he's not meant to be a nice person but then you get to fast and furious 8 and you need him to be a nice person because you're thinking well, The Rock's not getting on with Vin anymore, so we need someone to hang around with The Rock and do a film. Why not get Jason <laughs> Statham to do it? Let's make, it, let's make him quite likeable in these films now. That's why I reckon they brought back Han. I reckon yeah. they brought back Han to be like, oh, well, mate, oh, he didn't kill him. Oh, he's not that much. I know, obviously. Yeah. You're supposed to believe he killed him. actually hid him away, like gave yeah. him 20 grand in his pocket. <laughs> Fuck off for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So then now, he, now he's not known as the guy who kills probably one of the most likable characters in the franchise. I, I love Han. I think Han's brilliant. Yeah, me too. It's so cool. And uh, I think that's probably the reason why they. I mean, again, it's probably a bullshit, but they put him back so you don't. People who still hate Statham for killing Han, like, oh, Han's back. Ah, Statham's all right, actually. I liked him in the Fast and Furious 7 and 8 and Hobbs and Shaw. They're, they're so but, determined <laughs> to make the bad guys bad, though, in these films. Yeah. Like, really bad. They always do, like, really evil things. Like, yeah. I'm surprised Statham doesn't walk out, chuck a grenade at someone, and then steal like a lollipop off a chit of a kid and walk off. Like <laughs> they, they 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 go out of their way to but make them no, seem really bad. Steal the lollipop, go yeah. don't like this flame, <laughs> and then punch the kid. <laughs> chuck a grenade at the kid as well. So like, but it's um, but then they have the problem of oh well, we quite liked Statham in these films, so we quite like to bring him back. Uh, what can like we do? Th- yeah. It was clear that. The people that like these films at that stage were going to love having Statham in it. So it seems silly that they wouldn't plan ahead and think, let's make him slight. Because obviously, mm. in the later films, they've made it that like Cypher was behind it all and stuff. So it wasn't yeah. even like he was the bad guy or whatever. And it's just like, just plan ahead and just think, we're probably going to want to bring this guy back. Mm. Let's tone him down a bit, not make him quite so much of a fucking homicidal maniac. This one, I think, has one of my favourite moments, if I remember correctly, which is. Um, because Hobbs is injured in this one, isn't he? Because yeah. of the uh, the bomb. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> and he, there's a bit where he he's obviously broken his arm. Is this <laughs> yeah? And um, <laughs> he has is it a helicopter he has to take down? So he yeah. he breaks out of the cast <laughs> and picks up a minigun. Well, like daddy's got to go to work and then he just flexes his muscles and breaks the cast. Yeah, his arm just fixes itself like, instantaneously. Yeah. It's even the bit where the ambulance falls off the cliff and then, you think, oh shit, the rock's hurt. Just punches his way out the, the front screen and <laughs> walks out like nothing. <laughs> just catches it and tosses it to one side. <laughs> this, mm. Like, Fast and Furious 7 is, is in the throes of these are just ridiculous now. Like, these, these mm. films are just ridiculous now. So, the thing with this one that I really like, I do, although I've got it low, it was my number six. Mm. I've got it bang on with this. Um, obviously, it's a James Wan film as well, which was a very different thing for him. He'd only been known for horror up to mm. this point. Yeah. Um, and obviously, this is the film where tragedy struck and Paul Walker was killed yeah. not on set, obviously. And that's the reason The Rock comes back at the end. Originally, he wasn't in the end because his filming clashed. That's why he was injured at the beginning. Because of all uh... the delays, he was able to come back. And that's why they then have this horrendous scene of him <laughs> busting out of his cast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, wielding a helicopter's machine gun against itself or something. Or is it a drone machine gun against the yes, helicopter? It's something remember. is massive, is the point. And he's just there. 
just as if but nothing yeah, has for, happened. For <laughs> me, it loses points, say, because they lent too far into Shaw, knowing for yeah. what you're going to bring up. And I just don't like the way they handled the Paul Walker situation. They got his brother I, to do a load of like. The, they got his the brother work, to do some they? bits. They used archive footage mm. of other films, some of that have been used. There's lots of bits where it's like, it's on him, it's on someone else, it's on yeah. him, and it flicks. There's very few. But not even just that, I just mean, I don't think they should have kept him alive. You'd have thought Going that... forward in the yeah. franchise, family, like the next one, where Dom goes off the rails, spoiler for the next film <laughs> when we get to it, he goes off the rails. 100% Brian's back for that. Yeah. There is no conceivable way he's not back for that. And... Just the way they handled it. Like, I know we obviously we started talking about this in the WhatsApp group the other day. The scene of them watching him on the beach like Gandalf watches the hobbits bouncing on the bed at the end of Return of the King. All just looking at him with his kids smiling. Yeah. And then him uh, and Dom get in their cars and drive away and yeah. split up. Someone should just be shouting, Brian, you've left your kids at the beach. <laughs> Brian, you your wife and kids are at the beach. It just... For me, it was I can I understand entirely why they did it, but I think they went too far over the top. Some people love that though. Some people oh, really I loved it. I enjoyed it. Mm. Yeah, anyway, like, I means, like the little montage at the end. Yeah, mm. him throughout the films, I quite enjoyed that. But yeah, the actual way they finished it in the storyline, I just didn't like at all. You see, th- th- there's part of me that's like, <laughs> imagine if that was The Rock with Vin Diesel of like for 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 this much kind of like. Uh, respect in 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 the film, but the, there's part of me that likes that, that that thinks that this is like Vin Diesel backing up the whole idea of family thing, which which I think he genuinely believes that the people that he's in the film with he's he's got a very close relationship with. Um, other than the Rock, other than the Rock, who he fucking hates, um, <clears throat> the one person on the planet that hates the Rock. By the way, congratulations. Um, yeah. <laughs> But so, so I quite like that they did something. I kind of agree that I don't know the the driving off into the sunset thing. I I I, I, I understand that there there will be loads of people that watch these films that absolutely love that. And and, and while it's not for me, I kind of get it. So yeah, like I say, that's just why it knocks out. I mean, I do love the bit where they're driving between buildings. <laughs> Yes, because the brakes have stopped working. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> Go, come on, then, Steve, step up, defend, defend Paul Walker's memory. Well, no, I'm not going to defend him, but you know, like, like I said the other day, I like, I did get a little bit emotional watching it. Uh, but like I said, I said the other day that if I, if I had just watched it on its own, mm. I wouldn't have got. I might even cry, cry. You know, you get like, a bit teary, like, like Mate, no, I, I cry, cry at fucking everything. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, but I think because I'd watched. One to eight, and then Hobson Shaw in such a short period of time. Mm. I got so invested in the characters. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was making car noises walk around my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was getting. Like, well, you drifting? I, I'd, I'd go down the bottom of the stairs, do like a Yui, go into the kitchen, I'd go, Vroom. I don't know why, but that's how sad I am. Um, but I got so invested in the characters that at the end of it, it was, it was the bit of it, and I've said to you guys a million times, I'm very soft spot for father-son relationships and films and stuff. Yeah. It was just a bit when I look at it, it would pick up with his son and, you know, and then and then the whole the whole driving off thing, which I read on IMDb, that it's part of like the fallen man formation with aeroplanes. Hmm. So if someone dies, one drifts off to the left. So like, 
say someone's passed away and that plane represents the person flying off into heaven. That's why they did the car drifting off on its own. I, so I think when you that. look at so when you look at it from that perspective, it's almost like I feel like it would have been too for me personally, I know Terry disagree. I feel like it would have been too cheap just to kill him off. I feel like to almost kill Paul Walker twice in a year is kind of <laughs> I don't mean that horribly, but no, I feel no, like, no, like no. there'd be I feel like there'd be more backlash had they killed him off. Yeah, and yeah, the, the, the other thing can... is, you really can't bring Statham back as a good guy if you kill Paul Walker off. If he's the one <laughs> no, who kills no, Paul Walker off, no, uh, no, exactly. Go back to the start with the Rock. The Rock yeah. did his uh, WWE finishing move on Jason Statham for a table in the fight scene <laughs> in the police station. I, I watched it every single time, and it cracks me up every single time. And he raised <laughs> the people's eyebrow in the film as well, which is also a Rock trademark from his wrestling days. From being a wrestling fan for. Mm. X amount of years, you do. You, you pick up on stuff like that, and you think that is quality. I love it. But, um, I, think, I know he does the eyebrow yeah. and Hobbs and Shaw. Sorry, ignore me. We'll get on to that one in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I think in this one, he he's he stopped taking it seriously as well. Mm. Like in the first couple, I think he takes it a little bit more seriously. Yeah, I'm definitely, especially the fifth one. Yeah, especially in five, and, and it, it works. It works for five. Yeah, but like in this one, he, he's he's. I think he's just having fun. Yeah, I think yeah. he understands what yeah. it is. Mm, I think the yeah, Rock I, is finally in on the joke, whilst Vin Diesel yeah. doubles down on it. So yeah, <laughs> I have also made a note that I want Dom's seatbelt from when he drives off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> the fact he walked away from that yeah. with seemingly yeah. no injuries—that is a seatbelt that should be in every car. I love the last film if it turns out they're all indestructible. Yeah, like there's like a full-on like they, one of them gets shot in the head and the bullet just bounces off their head. And it turns out they're all just indestructible. <laughs> and that's the only way they could have survived this. Except for like one of them that's just been really lucky the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> just just turns out that, that, that uh, Tej has just been really, really lucky the whole time. While all of the others are indestructible, like superheroes. Now, it'd have to be Roman that was the one that wasn't indestructible. Yeah, He'd be the most annoyed. Yeah. 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 To be fair, Terry says that quite funny in the cinema the other day. Like, we watched the trailer and... Um, I said they should have called a quieter place, and the quiet, the quiet place too, a quieter place. <laughs> and he went, "No, they should have called it too quiet, too place." <laughs> <laughs> that I, was was not... it. I was trying to think of what film it was earlier. Yeah, and I was, every time I see the advert now, I just think I, 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 was, I was crying when I tell you for a good two minutes. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love it when I uh, tickle you like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that that you went to? See? Was it Conjuring? The Conjuring, yeah. yeah. Any good? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we all came out like I don't think it's the best one. I mm. think it's it's mm. got a good storyline because it's got a yeah. bit of a detective theme to it, rather than just a haunting theme. But it's not. It wasn't anywhere near as scary as I was hoping. Mm. It's better than Sonia. Sonia loved it, didn't she? Yeah, Sonia totally was... loved it. Yeah, she was a big fan. Yeah, it's better than Nunjuring as well. Then I would imagine so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that film's not very good. Right. Okay. Next on the list. Let's are we up to number five now? I believe so. I just need to bring up... Oh, fuck, I'm on the wrong page. There we go. Um, for everyone else, uh, Fast 8 was uh, their number six. Our number five, however, is, unsurprisingly, Fast and Furious 8. The uh, latest of the offerings that isn't Hobbs and Shaw. Um, the Fate of the Furious, it's called, which mm. they're, they're all kind of... <laughs> about that basically Horrendous. essentially this is the one where dom is the one that betrays them they've all had a go at it at one point or another i think and um 
all because it turns out that uh, Charlize Theron has his son. Mm. Yeah, Elena. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and yes, and Chris Hemsworth's wife. Yeah. So yeah. Do I did not know that until the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. I knew he was married to an actress, but I just yeah. didn't think. Yeah, that is a beautiful couple, isn't it? Like those oh, two. God. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I'd rather fuck me more. <laughs> I'm honest with that. I mean, nah. I mean, we want to. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah, yeah. I like. I just love to just hang out with them. What we're we doing now today? What are we doing today, Hemsworth? <laughs> you still here? Yeah. <laughs> just come out in in just just Thor's cape. Right, guys. <laughs> Swigging more in here. You said he's stolen one from every film he's been on. So he's he really? looking about. Yeah. Who's going to stop him? Because she said that he's not allowed to do it anymore because literally they've got like five now. <laughs> That's amazing. Who's going to stop him, though? Not me. No. Indeed. No, me neither, yeah. Um, so, this this one's pretty forgetful, forgettable for me. Like, it's It's okay. It's got Charlie's Theron in it. So it's that. got Charlie's mm. Theron really hamming it up as well. Just like the whole time, you can see in her eyes, oh, the paycheck's pretty big for this. <laughs> so, uh, I thought yeah. I'd get to drive a car. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I just get a plane. Um, and at this point, uh, Statham's back to being a good guy because it turns out that yeah. he was only doing it to because of his brother. Is that right? Well, this is this is the one he gets brought into, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the last one he ends up yeah. in prison. Yeah, and this one he gets let out because there's that fairly decent scene with like the rock and him both breaking out at the same time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that. That was that. That, was that then be like presented by Mister Nobody at the end, just like, oh, what took you so long? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that was cool. Uh, and this has got the um, driving over the ice with the submarine, isn't it? Yeah. It has. Yeah. Yeah, which was a bit. Not great. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've got a note on that. It's like yeah. it's very Prometheus, as in they all drive straight away from the submarine. Yeah. None of them divert and drive sideways or backtracks. Because obviously, I'm assuming the turning circle on the sub isn't that good. Yeah, Certainly in comparison not, to the cars they're driving. Yeah, yeah, on ice as well, and they don't seem to have any problem driving on ice. Like there's, there's yeah. some some of the cars are like okay, that makes sense. These cars are the ones you'd want to drive on ice with, and there's some that's like that's just a muscle car. Like, that's not going to do anything on there. That's going to have no traction. No yeah, traction exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember being very excited about watching this one because it's got The Rock and Statham, and it kind of leads up to Hobbs and Shaw, which is the, easily the film I've been most excited about. Uh, on but this the is the one that list. broke the relationship, isn't it, between The Rock and... Vin. Because... While they were making this, the rumours came out about Hobbs and Shaw and Vin Diesel found out and started cutting the rock scenes left, right and centre in this film. Why are they giving him so much control over this? Because do they not realise we'd watch these films without him? I don't oh. think they do. Mm. Like, <laughs> I think they yeah. think we think Cars and Vin Diesel now. because, And I think even more so with Paul Walker being gone, they probably think that he's all that we're interested in. Yeah, no, just don't do a film with Lucas Black. Get the other guys in there instead. Um, Michelle Rodriguez could be a lead, I suppose. But um, I think any of them could. I don't think. Yeah. I think it is a bit of an ensemble. Dom's just at the top because he's at the top. If he wasn't there anymore, he's also the least interesting. 
Like, I mean, so far all we've done yeah. is slag off Vin Diesel throughout this whole thing. Um, but th- this Good. is another one, as you, <laughs> as you say, I'll his face as well. Thinking I'd do about Yeah, he's ain't that tough. He looks tiny no. compared to The Rock. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this film does have a lot of problems because even like I remember the first time I watched it at the cinema when mm. we're introduced to Elsa with the child and like Dom, it's your baby. Yeah. First time seeing it in the cinema, I was like, well, she's about to die, isn't she? She is not <laughs> yeah. going to survive this film because he's back with Letty. She's going to die. They're going to have the baby. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And lo and behold. <sighs> and I love the fact they literally, they kill Elsa in front of him and he goes mad. And then he starts threatening Charlie's Ferron. So she's literally just shot the mother of your child in front <laughs> of you and has your child next to her and you're f- insulting her. And then right at the end where, because obviously we get... Um, Luke Shaw back in this one as well yeah. with him mm-hmm. with the, the brothers taking down the plane and that they're following the tracker and literally it's his necklace with a fucking shining bright light on it going boop, boop and no fucker noticed it <laughs> <laughs> um, this does have the cool bit with Jason Statham on the plane though oh yeah I was just about to say yeah. that yeah. Great scene where he's like, got the baby puts the headphones on yeah <laughs> that's where yeah, we started I'll... to heal maybe he's not all bad yeah, well, he he just goes full Statham for this this film, doesn't mm. he? Like the last one, he was told to be a bad guy, but this one, it's just like, what what does Statham do? Like you know, he's going to look after a baby. He's Statham, but he is also going to break your neck. So like, <laughs> um, yeah, that that's kind of what this one felt like to me. Like that they just let Statham be Statham. Like in in the last one, they let the Rock be the Rock. Mm. Um. And it works really well. And then by the time you get to Hobbs and Shaw, they just let them both be themselves. And they look like they have a brilliant time. So, <laughs> and, and it kind of shows, and I enjoy it more because I'm thinking, I bet they had a brilliant time. Like, <laughs> it's been a long time. I, bet, yeah. I bet Vin Diesel's name was Muck on that set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, scene, that scene with Jason Statham and the baby. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, I'd, I'd go far as saying that. It's one of my favourite scenes in all of the Fast and Furious films. Because it, it kind of shows you've got this guy who's, you know, secret intelligence, killed mm. hundreds and hundreds of people, but, oh, he's still got a heart. Like, that little smile he gives him at the end. I feel like, I watched that. Kind of, oh, that he that's sort of really skids him across the table, <laughs> yeah. as you could. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really sweet. That's yeah. like, the, only problem I had with, the only problem I had with this film, well, well actually one of the problems of this film is Dom's obviously doing what he's doing for a reason, but... There was no. I, I originally thought at one point it was like mind control, kind of mm. like proper. But he tries to blow him up near the start of the film. Yeah, and you think, why would you do that if you know all along you're probably going to turn on Cypher and get your kid back? Why would you try and kill your so-called? If it was under some mind spell, like anything, fair enough. Like he doesn't really know what he's doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yet he was still trying to blow them all up. That's why I didn't get either. I don't know if, if, if I've missed something in the film. Well, I don't think I have, but. I just felt like he went too extreme. Yeah. Too no, quickly. I and no, I, I think to myself, there was no real rhyme or reason for him to try and kill everyone. Early he plays like that Mr. Nobody's office. I didn't get, I think that was too much for the reasons he was doing what he was doing. Fair enough, you do anything for your children, I get that. But not kill your family from the last seven films. Just, you know, but yeah. I don't know. If, that's just my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, and like if any any of the other members of the, of the family had tried to kill like Letty, he'd go ape shit. Mm. Yeah, he would. He, there yeah. would have been no because in this like no, he's doing it for a reason. No, yeah. no, we can't just kill him. And the rock's like, we're gonna fucking kill him. Yeah, 
Mm. Which is the right move. Yeah. yeah. Whereas there, yeah, but like you say, yeah, if someone else went bad, Vin yeah. just pop them. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But it's only because it's Vin Diesel. I, 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 I'm gonna keep slagging him off. He is the yeah. most two-dimensional character in in, in this. I'm kind this of surprised that at the end, when he gets his child, yeah, and he proclaims that it should be called Brian because obviously it would be called Brian. I'm surprised it wasn't called yeah. Paul and Walker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't then just stand up, go to the edge of the flat, and then just hold the baby aloft. I dubbed the Brian. I <laughs> <laughs> Lion King ripoff. <laughs> I love when he puts the fucking chain around the guy around his neck, like he puts like the the uh, the cross that he's got. Around the kid's neck, and it looks fucking huge on this kid. <laughs> it's just, it looks fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, that is Fast and Furious Eight. That is the latest one we had that isn't Hobbs and Shaw. Um, and everyone else had Fast Seven at number five. Number four for us, uh, Fast and Furious Six. This is Luke Shaw. And a tank. That's the overwhelming memory I have of this film. Yeah, the tank is is the laugh out loud moment for me. Yeah. Yes. We, me and Steve were talking about this on the way back from the country, and it is just this is the one where like they jump the shark, I think, because <laughs> you've got the bit where a, I mean Roman's reaction is brilliant. They've got a tank. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. And suddenly in this film, Dom suddenly becomes concerned about civilians. Yeah. There's a bit where he goes. We've got to care for those villains. What about when you were dragging a safe down the fucking street, mm-hmm. taking buildings out? Um, but yeah. yeah, the bit where he speeds up his muscle car, hits a railing to catch Letty as she falls off. Yeah. And as we said, physics don't apply because in real terms, they would hit each other and then drop like a stone. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't then fire her to safety onto the other side of the road. But I mean, yeah, we talk a lot of shit, but it is fuck- it is enjoyable. It's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, yeah. The, the tank jump does make me laugh. And obviously, say, everyone's favourite, every woman, Gina Carano's in this film. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he turns out to be a bad guy. Who would have thought it? Uh-huh. It's not Chica. like her. Just, just mm. as she's there firing her guns, talking about eugenics. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's just. Um, this six, seven, and eight kind of blend into one for me. Like, those, those are the three that kind of. Like I have to seriously think about which one's which, and I say this one's the tank one. So yeah, and that's kind of what I remember. I think they as. all blend into one of where it becomes they're now saving the world. They're yeah. not. They're not trying to win a race or steal something. The, the first one is just like boosting fucking DVD players, aren't they? Like it's not like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not. Yeah. This one they're they're trying to stop. Like in by Fast Eight, they start trying to stop something called the God's Eye. Which is like a satellite that can kill people. And it's like, what the fuck? How did this happen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gal Gadot is in this one as well. So yeah. She dies. And she dies. Yeah. That's what sends Han down into spiral. So, he, so they always make it like he's happy to die. <laughs> to yeah. It's okay. He, he wanted to die. So, you yeah. know. <laughs> They're together again now. Yeah. They didn't drive uh, off into the sunset. Though. <laughs> um, I think we. I think we need to talk about the, the the runway scene at the end. Oh, it's good. Like, it's a great scene, but how fucking long is that runway? I went and saw, I always go see the Fast and Furious films with my sisters normally. That's normally our little yeah. thing, me and my sister go see it. And the first thing we said when we all came out was, how fucking long is that runway? <laughs> and then. So someone's went, done the maths. 
<laughs> yeah, so I saw it on IMDb. Apparently, the runway has to be like 18 miles long from to apparently film that scene. <laughs> Yeah, for that to actually happen, it would be 80 miles long. And did you know yeah. that that was filmed in Bovingdon as well? Yeah, what? I did know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, that. Where Bobby yeah. Market is, that old airstrip. Mm. Seriously? Yeah. Which isn't 18 prison. miles long. Yeah, next to the prison, because my mate works <laughs> in the prison, and they were all put under notice of, like, there will be explosions, there will be gunfire. Don't worry, it's not like a uprising. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, the average runway is like two two miles long, isn't it? And the thing yeah. that always gets me is like in, when we get to the first one, we'll talk about this. But like when they when they're talking about it's a quarter of a mile hour, it's a quarter of a mile race, right? Like considering how fast their cars are, I reckon my Corsa could do it quicker than them. Like so so yeah, <laughs> distance doesn't seem to seem to matter in in these films, does it? So yeah, yeah. that as you say, the runway would have to be eighteen miles. That is brilliant. I love that. <laughs> Uh, I do enjoy. I do genuinely enjoy the film, though. To be fair, I think yeah. it was nice for them to. Obviously, I know they went to Rio in the fifth one, but it was nice to see them sort of go drift across over to the UK and yeah, you know, I think I think good stuff like that gives chance for British actors to kind of come through. Like if that was set in America, um, Sam Luke Evans, isn't it? Yeah, Luke Evans. Yeah, he would have been the bad guy. It would have been another American heartthrob being there. I think the good thing about this, it gave it then gave an opportunity to bring in like a good I think he's a good actor anyway yeah. which then obviously gave a stay for him then Helen Mirren and you know he's additional with British people but I think it was uh, there was a scene as well when Ludacris and The Rock go to that car show and that yeah, guy starts criticising them and then he just buys all the cars and they make him strip off and yeah. take his I watch I really <laughs> like your watch <laughs> I like your pants yeah because <laughs> um... yeah, The Rock's like I'm not helping you steal these cars I'm not helping you steal these <laughs> I yeah. um yeah, I think Luke Evans is quite good in this as well as a bad mm. guy. I think yeah. I think he kind of suits him. Yeah, um, definitely. Cuz he's a bit more although like, I think he has got charisma but he's very cold and he's not this yeah. He's just a, I want it. And obviously again as we said when we get to 8, he was actually working for Cypher. Yeah. He was doing yeah. the stuff for Cypher. He, he wasn't like a bad guy on his own and his little sort of zooped up little F1 type thing yeah that's yeah. a great little car yeah that's really yeah. cool yeah I enjoyed it and turns out he's obviously ex-special forces as well yeah so like you know makes it extra hard uh, number four for well we're in lockstep with everyone else now so number four for everyone else is Fast 6 number three <clears throat> The Fast and The Furious the first one um one of my favourite things I saw recently was the uh, photos from the Fast and Furious premiere and the way they're oh. all dressed. Is Have you seen it? No, but I can imagine. I'll see if I can find a link. It is hilarious. Lots of uh, open shirt suits with the collar like flattened over the uh, over the uh, lapels of the uh, suit jacket, that kind of thing. Lots of those like oval sunglasses, a lot of hair gel. Um, I think there's a fair few uh, necklaces, like tight necklaces with uh, shells on them, that kind of thing. It is brilliant. They look amazing. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez is wearing like a, a sheer, uh, like sleeveless t-shirt with like baggy trousers. I think, like it's it is it it is so 2001. It couldn't be more 2001. It is amazing. I'll see. I'll see if we find a picture of it. 
So Is as that you when said, it came yeah. out, two thousand and one. Yeah, so it's twenty yeah. years old. So yeah, Genius. it's unbelievable, isn't it? How like in twenty years, and uh, Vin Diesel just keeps finding family members. So like you know, <laughs> <laughs> to be to be in the film. So yeah, yeah. Here's Uncle Undertaker because we need another wrestler. <laughs> um, so yeah, as you said, right. The, the get-go this is essentially point break with cars mm-hmm. yeah um, and i quite like it I, I i think i think i i remember the first time i saw this film and i i liked it and i still quite like it in the sense that this is so low stakes compared to what they're doing now like it's just with dom it's just i don't want to go to prison in this pretty much it's not trying to save the world um and it's uh brian essentially falling in love with Dom and obviously Dom's sister and deciding he doesn't want Dom to go to prison either. Uh, now, it, it, A 90-minute yeah. film about two men agree that they don't want to see one of them go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, it's got loads of... The, the races in this tend to be quite good as well. Like, this is the first yeah. one where they put... like This might be the only one where they put a ton of effort into the way the actual races look. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm going on from your point, Dan, that you were talking about, about how long they take. Yeah. So one of the things I saw was that the first street race supposedly is a quarter of a mile, yeah. taking up, which would take approximately 10 seconds. Yeah. However, the race takes almost two minutes of screen time <laughs> and shows the vehicles driving in excess of 150 miles an hour, which is faster than a Bugatti Veyron could accomplish <laughs> over a quarter of a mile. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've all got um, nitrous oxide, haven't they? Which yeah. apparently all you need to do is tap a button and then all of a sudden you will go 400 miles an hour or whatever. It's <laughs> yeah, bonkers. But still take 30 seconds to do yeah, a quarter of a still, mile. Yeah, because you're getting it from every angle. Like, Because yeah, they made a mistake in the first place. Drag races in this should have been, right, it's going to be a two-mile drag race. Um, yeah. So we can get a bit of suspense, like a bit of back and forth between who's going to win and who's going to lose. Because it, it feels like they change lead in every race. Like at least three yeah. times. It'd be like Usain Bolt running, wouldn't it? And someone yeah. somehow getting ahead of him, then him pulling ahead again. Yeah. It doesn't happen. Exactly, yeah. At 150 miles an hour as well. But that used to take away from this film, but, but I watched it recently and it's like, it doesn't anymore. I just quite enjoy it. It's quite fun. Yeah. Like this is, it could have ended here and that would have been fine. Um. But as it is, obviously, it's evolved into something completely different. I mean, this is basically like a character piece, isn't it, with cars in the background? Yeah. This was them seeing if people would be interested in a film about people that race cars. Um, And it turns out they're not, but they do still like the characters. So, you know. Mm. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I mean, it it was actually quite lovely. I made up number six on my list, actually. Um. I do. I, I mean, I, I have said for a while. I do actually prefer the later ones. Um, yeah. It might. It might be just down to the fact that I'm not really into cars. <laughs> I'm yeah. not really. Uh, I'm not really this guy. Halfords or McDonald's on Friday <laughs> night and sitting rev our engines. You know, because I'd turn up on a push bike. But. Um, yeah. <laughs> ding ding ding. Making the car noises though. So if yeah, I mean, I. I almost feel bad putting it. Well, I did on my list, but I do really enjoy the film. Yeah, but I, I, I could easily sit and watch it when it's on. I don't hate it, you know. I think 
the whole idea of street racing doesn't really appeal to me anyway. But I, I, yeah, I just genuinely enjoy the film. I can't. I, I think the only thing what um, like, like there's a theme throughout the whole. Like Dom mm. pretty much gets taken out by a lorry yeah. and walks off just holding his arm. It's just like it's a bit like I think Terry, you've said over many a conversation mm. over the last few weeks how like you said it when it was talking about Fast Furious Six about that they would die then or the physics behind this. Mm. Dom would have been absolutely you know, obliterated if that happened in real life. He just walks off with like a you know his uh, butter scratch. <laughs> yeah, even. even even though Javier Bardem was more hurt in No Country for Old Men when he got hit by the car. Yeah. And that was a car probably weighed 10% the weight of that bloody's, and that bloody truck. And he <laughs> seems <laughs> unkillable in that film as well. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. yeah, yeah the fact that Dom's just kind of walking away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, yeah, it's, it's a good film. Um, you know, obviously, it was the start of the franchise. Mm. We've got to be known and love now. Um, I would never, ever shit on it. I, I, I don't hate it. I, yeah, I think it's a, it's a great watch and a film that I'd, I'd happily watch over and over. I quite like Brian in this film as well. Like I mm. quite like the portrayal of Brian in this. I like, like you, you kind of believe him throughout the whole I of this he's film. Sort of the audience member, isn't he? Because he yeah. likes cars, but he doesn't really know about cars or yeah. really know how to drive them properly. I think the scene where they've just where Vin just beats him and he gets mm. out of the car going like, I nearly heard you, man, and everyone's yeah. laughing at him. That is one of the most cringe-worthy yeah. scenes of cinema. Yeah, just quite a, you, you win or you lose. There's no cut, close second. Yeah. Mm. Just, let's just get in the cars and listen to our Papa Roach CD. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is, it, is a, it is quite cringy, that one. I'll give you that. It's one of the few <laughs> films as well, because Dom very much prefers a white outfit later on, but in this film he wears a, a black vest. Well, he's meant mm. to be the bad guy in this film, isn't he? Technically. Technically. He, like we said, he is the he is one of the dead presidents. Sorry, no, 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 they're not the dead presidents. That's <laughs> Rick. Uh, <laughs> but a, a couple of random facts on this. I think I mentioned this one earlier because I, in a previous pod, but Vin Diesel's character is meant to be 24 years old in this film. Which is just hilarious and goes to show um, so much about this universe. Yeah, <laughs> he, was actually, how... he was actually mid-30s at the time. Yeah. And then that... another one... Two, one, surprise me. David Eyre did an uncredited rewrite of the script. Okay. Well, because apparently, because I listened to a podcast about it, and mm. Vin Diesel is very up his own ass. Um, nah. They like, offered they offered it to him, and wow. he wasn't sure because he read the script and he didn't like it. Hmm. And he was like, they just really wanted me, so they let me write the script because he was like, because at that point I was a filmmaker, and he would talk about like, his directing and his writing. And I went on IMDb. He'd done one film. Yeah. That he wrote and directed that did nothing. Um, and then also, which I think would have been very different, Timothy Oliphant turned down Dom. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I he think he'd have been more likeable. Sec- yeah. He just turned down Gone in 60 Seconds and thought it would... he just done Gone in 60 Seconds and thought it'd be a bit too close. Shit. Yeah. A, a man who can actually act. Yeah, I like Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I really like him. He's uh, hilarious as well. Like he's, he does some really good stuff, but he's hilarious in Girl Next Door. Oh, yeah, he's really the, good. He's really the good in the Mandalorian as well. Yeah, oh, he's brilliant in the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'd have been on board with that. They should see if they can get him back in as a bad guy, and then the next film he becomes a good <laughs> Dom's guy. Dom's father. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dom's father, who's probably like a year or two younger than him, maybe. Yeah, that that makes sense. It makes in sense the in the Fast and Furious universe, as as you said. Dom in the first film is is twenty four, in the same way that um, 
Lucas Black is meant to be a high school student. So how old is Lucas? I'm looking it up now. I'm obsessed with this, but I never actually look up his age. Lucas Black. He's not a young man, is he? No, no, he, he hasn't. He's never looked young. Like, so where is he? 1982. Okay, so I'll take it back because he's, he's obviously very young. He's young, obviously, so I'll shut up. Because he's, he's my age. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thirty-nine, Terry. Thirty-nine. All right. <laughs> so yeah. Oh my God, that is an awful picture of him. He looks so much older than that, though. <laughs> like time's not been kind. Oh, it's really not. Bless him. But yeah, he's, he's thirty-nine for for um that particular Fast and Furious film, which came out in two thousand and six. Okay, so he wouldn't have, it's not too bad. He'd have been 25, probably, as a high school student. He definitely looks older than that, though. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, so number two. Obs and Shaw is at number two. Um, spin-off that definitely doesn't take itself too seriously. This is as close as they've got to a superhero film with a legitimate, actual supervillain in this film. Like, oh yeah, um, I think he's the yeah. Idris is brilliant in this. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's um he's just a super villain. Like everything about him, he's got super strength at one point. So like, mm. best bit's the motorbike. Yeah, yeah. He like gets off the motorbike. The motorbike changes shape so they can go under. Then he gets back on. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it is really good. I really like this film because it's really silly. I love the little things like the uh, Ryan Reynolds cameo. Oh, that's fantastic. He's, he's really One of the best cameos I've seen. Yeah. And Kevin Hart's cameo as well. Yes. <laughs> the, the, on the plane. Kevin Hart to Ryan Reynolds, I have to say. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just love, uh, was, was it he walks in and says, uh, uh, Luke, Rebecca Hobbs. Mm. And then the more he talks, he starts calling him Becky. And he has that best friend's uh, chain on. Yeah. And the fake, and the tattoo as well. You get the impression <laughs> that he just went, Ryan... Here's The Rock. His name's Luke Hobbs. Just go. Just, just go. <laughs> I, um, the only bit I really like is he talks about how do you even stab someone with a brick? And then obviously he's in a post-credit scene where you can see that someone has been stabbed with a brick. The brick, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. that callback. Um, uh, yeah, I like this film because I, I, I think those two characters are quite likeable by this point. Obviously, they've both been bad guys at one point or another. But, uh, yeah. but by this point, they are likeable. So... Um, I love the kind of fact that they start off disliking each other and the whole film is about how they've got to end up working together um, one it way or like another it's like um, a modern day psalm from the bible isn't it work together and you can defeat the semi-robotic man <laughs> yeah, exactly yeah. direct quote from the bible there Terry. Yeah. yeah it was mate I take my religious studies very seriously <laughs> <laughs> we get more Helen Mirren in this as well um, yeah, she's great. She's really funny in these films, I think. And Just Vanessa Kirby. Kirby. Yeah, she's great in this film. Yeah. Although <clears throat> the movie trope of miscasting ages, her and Statham are meant to be like very close brother and sister yeah. from the flashbacks. There's actually like 20 years between the two of them. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Statham looks younger than he actually is, I think. So. Yeah, he's like yeah. 50. Yeah. He doesn't look 50. Outrageous. Yeah, it looks no different from like when he was in Snatch. Yeah, <laughs> it looks exactly the same. Yeah, I, I, the only thing that makes him look weird is hair. He yeah, so he's had hair, hair in a couple of films, hasn't he? Yeah, 
It and if you go, if you Google him, because he was an Olympic diver, <laughs> yeah. he's got like yeah. natural hair. And With a slick yeah, back hair. Yeah. 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 The fact that he was an Olympic diver says everything I need to know about Statham. I fucking love him. Like, I, it, yeah. it, I will watch every Statham film. Because yeah. I'll watch anything with him in it, basically. Um, yeah. And some you of it I'll enjoy. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, you know what you're going to get. He, once again, doesn't take himself remotely seriously anymore. I think in like the first Transporter films, like those that, that kind of era, I think he did. Nowadays, I don't think he does. One of my favourite Statham lines is in uh, Safe. It's, it's at the end where he's, t- he's going to take her to like be safe, funnily enough. And he goes, you'll like it. You know, it's a nice journey. Lots of trees and shit. Like, talking to this little kid. Just like, um, and he's just the same in everything. To, to the point where in Spy, he is just him, like the caricature of himself, basically. I want yeah. convincingly. He's the only thing I yeah. liked in Spy. The he's bit where at the end where he gets on the boat, he's like, yeah. I'm going to see it. Like, Isn't this a landlocked lake? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where did you get the suit from? I fucking made it, didn't I? <laughs> like... I used this arm to sew on this arm. <laughs> I once convincingly, uh, I once convinced Congress that I was Barack Obama, like as well. <laughs> uh, we're going off topic. Oh uh, yeah. Shaw, anyway, but... Hobbs and Shaw is is a really really good film. Once again, doesn't yeah. take itself. This for me is the well. What would a Fast and Furious film be if we didn't have Vin Diesel in it? <laughs> <laughs> And it's like it'll be a lot of fun. And you can also, tell the like, rock had. Mm-hmm. Go on. I was say you could tell the rock had a lot of uh, producer pull in it, just based on the last third of the film, <laughs> all based yeah. in, based with his cousins and his in real life cousins yeah. acting as his family yeah. and all the Samoa stuff. And when I first watched it, I think it didn't annoy me. I thought to myself, I was a bit self indulgent by the rock, and then yeah. after about half hour, I thought. The rock, he could do whatever the fuck he wants in Hollywood. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And, and I, yeah, yeah, I love the film. But when I first watched it, I did think for a little bit like I was a bit self indulgent. But it kind of, it kind of, when you really watch it and look back, and it actually really worked. It was actually good to have that kind of not over the top kind of fight at the end to a certain, even though it was over the top you know what I'm trying mm. to say it wasn't yeah, so, yeah I mean like the very end with the two of them having the three of them having the fight but obviously preceding mm. that we had what can only be called like the greatest chain gang ever where the rock is literally holding a helicopter hand oh, yeah. in his hand <laughs> and people are just like connecting chains and it's just like how good are these people at throwing chains yeah none of none of them have two attempts they all just straight onto the axle onto the axle Onto yeah. the actual, and there's like vans that are probably worth about one pound fifty, and they've all got nitrous oxide in them. Yeah, <laughs> why would that van have nitrous oxide in it? There is literally no reason for it. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's yeah. This is just a lot of fun. And we like, mentioned it, before as well the yeah. old um, lack of jet lag or it taking any sort of time to get anywhere because literally they're in Samoa, they're in Russia, they're yeah. in America, they're in London, and they're just going boop 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 boop. Yeah, but I even really like Eddie Marzan as well as the crazy professor. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love all the um, like the bit where the Rock jumps out of the building and Statham takes the lift, <laughs> and like the rock, the rocks, the rocks like using people to like break his fall, and <laughs> Statham's just in this lift just watching him. Yeah, I, I love shit like that. I think like the the whole like they're partners but they don't get on thing. 
I, when I they really pick like... their doors as well. <laughs> yeah, like that's the safe's got like seven people, and the rock's <laughs> just got that man mountain. Yeah. <laughs> ah, brilliant. Yeah, Hobbs and Shaw, it's number just, two. Yeah. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Like we said, it's just mm. so Brixton. It, he'd obviously be back. Yeah, you would imagine as a good guy, probably. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, the thing yeah. is, like, you could just say that he's been rebooted and now he's a good guy. His programming has been rewritten. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the T-800. <laughs> um, yeah. num- number one, then. Fast and Furious 5, which yeah. I think is the sweet spot of Fast and Furious films. This was unanimous, by the way. This was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exa- that was yeah. exactly yeah. why... 100%. It, yeah. It is where it meets of... Mm. They're, they're all crooks. Yeah. But it's ridiculous not yeah. saving the world because essentially they are robbing someone. Yeah. And obviously this is the film I was alluding to earlier because this was obviously written as the Brazilian job, yeah. which was the sequel to the Italian job and then became Fast and the Furious. And I think it shows because this film has got that really good storyline, really good plotting. Yeah. Good. I say the rock's kind of the villain. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just think this is by far and away my favourite The Rock has one of yeah. my least favourite lines in any film in this film though but it, but it's, it's my least favourite in the sense that I'll sit and laugh at it um, it's the bit where someone's trying to give him information you know he's got that like yoked up team that fucking follow him around of just like bodybuilders um, just mm. like random like, I need to put a team together they can't be smaller than this um, so like <laughs> um <laughs> What are you? We're undercover police officers. Really? <laughs> um, um, and he, someone gives him information, goes, and it was something like, like uh, where are they now? And he goes, well, do you want the good news or the bad news? And he goes, you know I, I eat my pudding before before I eat my I eat my dessert first. And then he goes, now the veggies. And it's like, none of this makes any sense. What are you talking about? But I sit there and I just, I fucking love it. It's so bad. But uh, yeah. Mm. Um, and also the bit where um, Vin Diesel goes, "This is Brazil," and it's like, "Oh Jesus, Vin, <laughs> yeah. give it yeah. a rest." But that race is fucking awesome. Like immediately after yeah. that is brilliant. That's one of my favourite races in the in the franchise as well. I don't even hate the the fact that they pull that vault out and then drive it down the road. Yeah, I mean, again, it's ludicrous, and yeah. like as I mentioned earlier, like killing people left right and center surely because it goes through buildings yeah. yeah and it's like the bit where like at one point he's like reversing and stuff and he's like you just wouldn't get the traction no, like, that thing is gonna work. and even like once you got it moving you wouldn't get it to like 100 miles an hour no. you'd be doing 20 yeah <laughs> and like they're using it as a weapon i mean as i say this is my favorite by a mile but yeah. it is mm. fucking ridiculous because it is just like yeah. <laughs> yeah, by a quarter of a mile at a time. Yeah. And just yeah. even like the opening where they break Dom out. Was yeah. it really necessary to break Dom out by flipping the bus with I mean I know they were all crooks. <laughs> yes. But I surely about there that. was a better way. Like yeah. blow the tires, make him pull over. But because yeah. I've literally just got opening jailbreak, all dead end of franchise. <laughs> <laughs> literally ridiculous mm. but as i say it's got and i think because it's got the sort of heist element yeah. it's got the double cross element because obviously they have actually somehow managed to swap the safe because despite the fact they took out buildings they managed to gently slide it onto the back <laughs> of the van <laughs> and then take another one yeah that must have been an easier way i i do love all the like the, the the montage bit in the middle where they're like trying to 
get the car to go down the spiral quick enough so that it misses the cameras and stuff like that. And Gal Gadot oh. get in the handprint. Yes. On her yeah. ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I really like this film. As you say, it, as we, we've already alluded to, it's the sweet spot of it's still about the cars. It's still a driving film, but it's also beginning to get a little bit ridiculous as well in the best possible yeah. kind of way. So, yeah. So, yeah, first, like the yeah. ending. Hmm? The ending just where, like, obviously, he's like, you've got 24 hours and they drive off. Hmm. And then he opens it and he just chuckles to himself as he sees that the, the safe's empty. Although, about 30 seconds previously, he shoots the main bad guy. Yeah. He's a cop. Yeah. So he just shoots him. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, he goes and works with them because obviously his entire team gets killed in a sort of thing that happens. But it's like, could you not get more good guys to come and help? Yeah. Could you not get more cops? You have Surely... to immediately jump in with the other bad guy, with the bad guys that you were literally just chasing. Surely there are other bad guys. Surely there are other cops you could get that could barely fit through doors. Like, <laughs> like his team is ridiculous. They are just all huge. <laughs> like even even the guy that's the smart guy, I can't remember whether he's got glasses or something. He's still like a fucking like, just like an absolute beast. Yeah, that he is. Yeah, I don't believe they're police. I believe they are the army. Actually, is more likely <laughs> to be. Okay. Uh, so yeah. number five, number one, our number one was Fast and Furious Five, and I think a lot of people's number one. I think that is definitely the best film. Was uh, it number one in the people's vote? No, Hobbs and Shaw was. I don't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the collective one was still, was still um, uh, five. Five. So, yeah. Um, a couple of things we wanted to mention. Steve, you brought up an article about. Um... <laughs> I'll let you take it away. <laughs> yeah, I saw a thing on Twitter where Universal will do a crossover: Fast and Furious and Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, just. <I'm> just... <laughs> I think it was, it was more the comments underneath what cracked me up more mm. the fake posters that people had created um, what a fucking absolutely bollocks idea and the sort of thing you, they'd probably end up doing I'd watch oh, it imagine yeah of course I would it would probably make number four on our list probably would it be like Dom riding a Velociraptor or would it be a Velociraptor driving a Nissan I was about to say, <laughs> I was about to say like like souped up Land Rovers, surely just like and and those you know those uh, spheres the 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 glass spheres <laughs> yeah. with like uh, neon lighting around the corner like the the edges of the the, the rims of them. No, you know it's going to start. It's going to start with finding out that Dom's got like a uh, donated some blood for some testing. He's got loads of dinosaur brothers and sisters <laughs> running around, and they're a bunch of like bald headed dinosaurs, fucking looking mean. All and then the dog comes and punches them. <laughs> white sleeveless tops on. Yeah. 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 And the, and the, and the, the big um, chain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, I'd watch it. It would be bollocks, though. I don't um, know if I could, because the Jurassic Park franchise is one of my great... I don't know that I could see it denigrated to such a... Because the thing is, like, Vin Diesel would get acted off the screen by CGI dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've I was just they saying were... they were going to... Yeah. No, I was going to say they want to go to space as well. Was the other thing, isn't it? They've mentioned so. Yeah, that's what I've heard a rumor that number, number ten is going to be center. That would just be that's how they end the the fast franchise saga. So fast. The thing is, I don't think they will. I know we said before that he saw ten as the end, but I think if they make ten and it does all right, and they turn around to Vin and go, 
here's 75 like here's 50 million 10 percent of the take hmm. and you can write it yeah that will end up being it'll be like Vin Diesel directing it or something that'll yeah. be what will get him back in and if they get him back then the others will probably fall in line because what have the others got yeah none of them do anything else no does Ludacris even make music anymore I don't think so I mean, he never really made music before, did he? Let's be fair. It was more yeah. noise. Um, I think he had like one, maybe two good songs. Um, another thing worth mentioning about the first one, Ja Rule is in the first one as well. <laughs> never has a man looked so tiny in a car. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the Apparently he was offered the Tej role as well in two, but didn't want it because he wanted a bigger role because obviously yeah. the Tej role in the second one was very small. Yeah, and he was like, well, no, no, I'm bigger than that. And then obviously, yeah, now look at it. He's too busy trying to set up festivals. So, you know... <laughs> Uh, I've forgotten it was him part of the yeah. fire festival. Fucking hell! No, I've, no, I've seen it. I understood that reference. Not to <laughs> <by> Captain America. <laughs> uh, you guys been to the cinema? You went to see Conjuring, right? Mm. Yeah, the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. Any good? Yeah, yeah we said earlier. Do you, do you want to take right. the lead, Steve? Yeah. Well, I mean, a man, a few words. You know me. It's... <laughs> Is exactly what I was expecting. I, yeah. I, I said to Terry when we came out, I, I, I really wished that horror films made me jump. Mm. They don't. I don't get freaked out by them. So when I watch them, it's kind of like, yeah, I appreciate what they're doing and what they what they got going on. But it wasn't like it wow me. I, it was it was it was good. It was mm. nice back in the cinema, obviously. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, it was still a good film. I enjoyed going and and actually enjoyed it. But I wouldn't say it was didn't wow me or anything. Mm. Yeah, that was my pro- I I do I do jump at. Like horror films and stuff for different things I don't necessarily jump at like jump scares mm. but I can get scared but this one it wasn't directed by James Wan and I think that came through I don't think the visuals were quite as strong mm. as the Conjuring one because I've watched the Conjuring the first one and that still made me jump watching it back it just it's got a good storyline because there's a whole sort of thing about Satanism and mm. them trying to track someone down rather than it just being oh we need to get rid of this evil mm. spirit there's some scary bits, but yeah, I wasn't like, but insidious, the conjuring. I can remember watching them mm. and I'm just like, yeah, you know, we're just tense with fear. I yeah. never really had that with this, but if you like a scare, if you like a, a ghosty film, I'd say go and see it. It's enjoyable. It's got, it's got some good sequences in it, but yeah, it didn't just didn't set my world on fire. Mm. Yeah, no, I remember insidious scared the shit out of me. So yeah, insidious is brilliant. Yeah, all of them are. To be fair. Yeah. There was a quite a funny bit in the film. I don't want to say it, actually. I don't want to spoil it. Um, I won't say it, but maybe we'll, you know, well, ignore, cut that bit out. Though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any, anyone watch anything else? TV, films? We I watched up? a dreadful film last night. Oh, what'd you watch? Uh, do you know what's the point? I can't remember what it's called. Game Over Man. Is that what it's called? Okay. It's got the guys from uh, that program Workaholics. Yeah. It's got them for it where they work as uh, housekeeping for a hotel. Yeah. And it, uh, it gets taken over by... It's it's pretty much diehard, but with a budget of about 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's started off like... First 20 minutes, I was thinking, oh, this is actually quite funny. Proper mm. American-style type of humour. Then yeah. it just gets absolutely ludicrous the rest of the film. Uh, I think, yeah, is it called Get Over It, Man? Get Over it's just that bad I can't remember the name of the film it was started off really funny but after I watched it I thought to myself you can tell why this has got like a rating of like 3 out of 10 <laughs> you know it wasn't even my choice to watch it so mm. but I just had to watch it and yeah, yeah, yeah don't watch that film I won't 
<laughs> Terry, dreadful. you watched anything? I'm just having a look through. I've watched a lot of films. Mm. Um, I watched quite a funny low-budget one on Sky called Benny Loves Me. Oh, yeah. And it's sort of like a um, child's play S thing. So it's basically the premise is if you throw away your toy, it will come to life. Yeah. And it's got the premise of his toy Ben Benny comes to life. Yeah. But he just wants to be loved and it like he's just killing people left, right and centre. It's <laughs> one of those proper like low budget shit but entertaining mm. films. It was quite funny in places. I did enjoy it. And I have to say, Steve's right, I rewatched The Lion King yesterday, the live action. I didn't hate it as much as I remembered. Oh, sometimes Terry just got to give it another opportunity, yeah. mate. I still think the cartoon's better because of the emotion. Oh, yeah. My main mm. thing is the emotion yeah. in the eyes. But I get that. I get um, that. And then I watched a really weird one last night, um, which had Keanu in it. It's on Netflix mm. called Destination Wedding. Oh it's yeah, it's him and Winona Ryder. And me and Jen were looking for something, and I was like, "Oh, let's stick this on. It's a rom com. She'll yeah. be happy. It's got Keanu in it. I'll be happy." <laughs> and it is one of the strangest films because it is essentially. Only the two of them in the whole film. So it's their meeting, mm. they're going to a wedding somewhere. Mm. They meet at the airport, that's a scene. They're on the flight, sat next to each other, that's a scene. Mm. At the rehearsal dinner, that's a scene. In the hotel room, that's a scene. And it's literally just the two of them. Other people come and go, but no one else has a speaking part. And very different for Keanu. He's got like quite long like monologues and yeah. he's got quite wordy dialogue, but it's just... I really liked it because it wasn't your standard rom-com. It was clear that they were going to have some, they hated each other, they were going to start get mm. on. But the way they did it, I thought was quite clever. And there were some genuinely funny moments. And yeah, Keanu just, he, he plays an asshole. Yeah. He even says, that, I'm, like, I don't like people, people don't like me. I'm here because it's my brother's wedding. And yeah. I was told it was, I'd look worse if I didn't come than if I come and people don't like me. I'd look, it, it's better than mm. me than not turning up at all. So yeah, that it's only about an hour and twenty minutes long. I, if you're looking for something to watch, different, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'm watching films. I watched a couple of TV series though that are worth a watch. Uh, I got a, a Mythic Quest, which is really good. Uh, uh, it's Rob McElhenney from Always Sunny in Philadelphia as a lead game designer for like an MMO World of Warcraft like game. Uh, and the surrounding cast is it's just basically just really funny and he's brilliant in everything i like him so and then i watched ted lasso which is yeah, you were saying about that. one yeah, of be the best comedies i've watched in a, a, a very long time like it's on apple isn't it yeah mm. genuinely like heartfelt like it's really really nice um, but just genuinely really funny. Like there's there's this this new trend of comedies that that aren't that have cringy moments, but aren't necessarily cringy. If that makes any sense. So Shit's Creek's a bit like that as well. And this is definitely one of those. So yeah. But tell everyone the bad bit about it. Ben. Phil fucking Phil from the oh, <laughs> yeah. So like he to be fair, he's playing a dickhead, <coughs> and that just kind of plays into it even more. So like he plays like a um like really up himself striker. And you're like, fucking Phil, what a prick. He's just got the face of someone who's up their own arse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For anyone who doesn't get the reference, the man who plays Phil from the Cineworld adverts. Yeah, like the Groundhog Day. Smug, living every every day like it's his last or whatever it fucking was. By by basically gaslighting a girl into fucking going on date with him. So, yeah. (laughs) What a prick. 
um yeah we, we I, i've tried explaining that to people that have watched it going you don't understand if you went to cine world in what 2019 you'd fucking hate phil because those adverts yeah. are fucking awful those adverts are worse than the serial killer that's sitting with the couple eating their dinner that one as yeah. well oh, it was yeah. in a david bowie <laughs> film that's on sky now yeah. as well playing david bowie is he? Oh. With both of them, I didn't yeah. realize they were actual actors. I assumed they were just people they got off the street. I just assumed this would end their career, <laughs> but apparently not. No, that as well. Yeah, because you know, the thing that annoys me as well is because obviously we're all unlimited members. Mm. They show the fucking trailers at unlimited screenings where you have to be an unlimited yeah. member to get there. But here's a th- and also what's annoyed me just while we're talking about Cineworld, they've introduced a new tariff system, and I'm pointing at the screen as I say this, dear <laughs> listener. <laughs> <laughs> They've introduced a tariff system so that you can get a cheap... Because before, you paid a certain amount and you could go to any city world in the country. Yeah. Barring, like, Leicester Square that costs... Yeah, the West End runs, yeah. You, yeah. Oh. They've rejigged it so that you can get it cheaper. But Hemel Hempstead still counts as the fucking tariff. Yeah, Hemel Hempstead... Oh, yeah. I'm assuming it's done on perimeter to London or whatever. But you still be, yeah. can't go to Leicester Square with it. Yeah. You'd still have to pay extra to go to Leicester Square. But you have to pay extra to go to fucking Hemel. Yeah, because some people, it's like 10 quid a month. Yeah. Still 20 quid a month for us, bastards. Yeah, 10 quid a month if you if you decide to go to like, I'm guessing Watford's just outside it. I Stevenage, I think, is. the same category, I would have thought. Maybe. It might be worth looking into. Yeah. Changing I mean, to be fair, local. 20 quid's still not bad. If you go twice in a month, you've made your money back. I'm happy to give them money because I like going to cinema. So like, yeah, so like, if it and means the that they earn some money, fucked up our order as well. Just, mm-hmm. just to oh. finish the mode. What's that? I bought, got Starbucks. My friend Emily yeah. got oat milk. Yeah, and they put oat milk in Steve's latte as well, despite the fact that we hadn't asked for it. My, I got a mocha, and mm. I was like, "This is a bit weak." And then I hit the sugar, the chocolate syrup at the bottom, where it just hadn't been mixed at all, and it, like the bottom quarter of my drink was in, undrinkable. Mm. But the cinema swell was good. I'd miss those. Yeah. <laughs> Starbucks do this raspberry swell as well now. It's amazing. No, I don't know. I'm pretty set in my ways. I'm an old man. I Well, I've... Um, I, I, I Every every now and then, I'll go to the drive-thru at the service station on my way to work. This is fascinating for people listening. Um, and <laughs> uh, and that my new thing is I get one of the raspberry swells and a coffee. And it's... It's probably the highlight of my day, really. <laughs> so, As you journey into the derelict yeah. wastelands of Harlow. Yeah, it's a little bit salty, but that's mostly the tears that are hitting the, the swell as before, <laughs> before, I'm, uh, before I'm eating it. So, yeah. I think that's everything. We talked about Fast and Furious. We talked about Cinnamon Swells. Um, Steve, did you want to talk about anything that's happened on TV recently? Yeah. Yeah, anything? Just thinking about your background, yeah. mate. Yeah, well, Chase, anyway, so the, we're gonna. Uh... No, <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Steve. Steve is a massive Chelsea fan, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, thanks, Dan. I mean, it means a lot. Um, Wait for this moment, my whole life, uh, Jagan. Oh, honestly, I was, I went fucking mental when we scored. <laughs> I almost cried when we won. Mm. My mum did cry. Um, I wish I knew that feeling, having been a Man United fan who lost our <laughs> four days beforehand. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a lovely moment, you know. Mm. Uh, I did want you guys to win. Yeah, I think most people did, but yeah. I don't think they wanted to admit. Seeing little Ngolo's face at the final whistle. 
Oh man, what a legend! I've, what a I've watched, I've watched so many videos in the last four hours of the final whistle, or Chelsea fans around the country, or Chelsea fans in the pub, or, and they Stamford Bridge put on this really good drone show afterwards, mm. and it it was literally. Do you remember on? I was like, remember, only a few months ago, New Year's Eve, they did the drone show over London. Yeah, it was similar to that. That's really cool. And it was just, you know, even if it wasn't Chelsea who'd won, mm. I think I would have been impressed with any club who'd put that on. It was just fantastic. And um, oh, it, was, uh, it was the best team in Europe. So that's all that matters. <laughs> and I'm wearing the new Chelsea shirt. Next nice. season's Chelsea shirt now. And Genuine well, question. And mm. do you actually like that shirt? Yeah, I do, yeah. Because I, I know a couple of Chelsea people that didn't like it. Hmm. So. Uh, every year they never like our show. Every because every every year we kind of go a bit different. Mm. It's always a different mm. design. Or like, last year was pretty much all blue. This one's got the zigzags now. The year before that it was different parts of Stamford Bridge in the shirt. And I think yeah. people just don't like it when we go a bit different. Everyone's kind of used to the let's go blue. Like United, let's go red. Mm. Every year we try something different. No, I like, like last it when year. they mix it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah I like, it's not not the yeah, first like time it. they've had like zigzags in their shirt though, is it? They had that nice no, as well. Yeah, yeah, they did, yeah. Some old away kits. And mm. I got a, a second away kit last year where everyone calls the Crystal Palace strip. Mm. Yeah. Everyone everyone hated it when it was announced. Then next year, everyone on Twitter, I followed loads of Chelsea people on Twitter, and they all were saying how much they loved the kit. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was like um, the Man United Zebra kit. Mm. It got released and it got rinsed. And then David Beckham did a post going, oh, I love this new shirt. And then <laughs> yeah. everyone loved it, surprisingly, because <laughs> David Beckham <laughs> likes it. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Do you then. want to talk about with the Villa shirts, Dan? Obviously, <laughs> my, I my, my favourite Villa shirts. My, my, I've got my very favourite is the third kit from the late nineties. It's um, blue. It's like sky blue. Then it's a white stripe. Then it's the claret stripe. Then it's a white stripe. Then it's sky blue again. I've got that at home somewhere. Also, I realised that if I'd have kept my uh, Mark Bosnich A6 goalkeeper shirt they're going for like 400 quid on eBay at the moment really? <laughs> yeah but I, I gave it to someone who was a goalkeeper because they and, and so basically it's probably wrecked and I'd also <laughs> I don't know who I gave it to because I didn't know them that well but uh, yeah um, give it away money yeah crazy but yeah that that, that is, but, Mark Bosnich what a blast from the past yeah Total bell end, but like oh. you know, great goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah we came back Chelsea to us, didn't he? And had that amazing season, yeah. Because yeah. he left us because he wanted to go like back to Australia or something. And then he signed for fucking Chelsea. Yeah, he left you because because not nothing to do with his coke habit and that, yeah. that I was going to say yeah. that video of him <laughs> and Dwight York in dresses or whatever it was. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 90s footballers, eh? Yeah. So United have won the Champions League, haven't they? Yeah, we won it in 99. No one really talks about that. And uh, 2008. There you go. We definitely don't talk about that. No. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Yeah, uh, and, you know, Villa won it in 82. So. Oh, well, there we are then. Yeah. We're all part we're of a league. European club. champions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's only one of us who are current European champions. <laughs> yeah. And West Ham are in Europe, so there's that as well. Yeah, yeah. good for them. Yeah. Okay, okay. I don't know. <laughs> and Arsenal aren't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to wrap it up now. Do you want to contact us? Hit well, us up. Thank you for listening to our Fast and the Furious podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I bet Vin Diesel's a right. I reckon he supports like, I don't know. Tottenham. 
Oh, yeah. no, he now supports <laughs> Chelsea because they won the Champions League. Yeah. Um, I will wrap up the, the, the Fast and Furious pod by saying that if you haven't heard Vin Diesel's music career, definitely go give it a listen. What? Have you not heard this? No. No, I've not heard this either. Oh, I'll send you links after after this. It is <laughs> Please unreal. tell me he thinks he's like Frank Sinatra. So it's like no, it's like uh, Ibiza dance music. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Talk about charisma back here. Oh fuck! I'll send you a link. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> he thinks he's Idris because Idris is yeah. like that. Idris is yeah. a DJ and uh, does this, but he's good. He's got charisma. Yeah, I was going to say People he can actually like DJ him. as well. Yeah, Idris is the kind of person that would sit at a drum kit and just be immediately good at it. Oh yeah, he'd be a prick, wouldn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah. Like, oh no, I've never touched a drum before. Idris is like the English Will Smith. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Just, no, black, handsome, could do anything. Everyone loves him. Men want to fuck him. Just as, he fuck in, as he says in Hobbs and Shaw, I'm the black Superman. He yeah. Does, yeah. 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 Apparently in the Superman, script, yeah. that was, I'm the black James Bond, but for obvious reasons at the time, he refused to say the line. <laughs> yeah, so I read that on IMDb. Talk about that, actually, Tal. I supposed to mention we spoke about it. Apparently, the voice he speaks to is supposed to be done by Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Did so you remember yeah. One, yeah, we talked about, so they, at times, yeah, mm. they talked about let's have a reveal of who it is. And yeah, mm. Keanu was one of the people they yeah. spoke to, but in the end, they didn't actually. Yeah, so I was supposed to mention it, but I forgot, I remember. And also as well, because we forgot, Hobbs mm. and Shaw, that end fight scene where they're in slow motion, yeah. they're all pretending to do slow motion. It's amazing. That wasn't mm. filmed and slowed yeah. down. Yeah. They're literally going, <laughs> I, just, just I would it... love to have been on set to watch that. Makes it more fun. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that. Right, so yeah, uh, look up Vin Diesel's music career. It's hilarious. And um, <laughs> if you want to contact us, hit us up, TNTOH, on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Come join the Discord. Links are in both those places. The current pod up on um, Too Much Time on Our Hands is the final for uh, the World Cup of Movie Villains, which will, I promise, fucking go up this week. Uh, it's us talking about like the four finalists going in-depth on... Uh, Darth Vader, Joker, uh, Hans Gruber, and who's the other one? Thanos. So yeah, so we we go in, we we do, do a history of all of those. Talk about like how Darth Vader suit came about, that kind of thing. A lot of fun. Um, back next week, I think we're going to do our Mo- a Loki Moki, our Loki preview next week. So look forward to that. Thank you for listening, and um, goodbye. Bye.